Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today, we're going to talk about being still. Yes, being still. This is a call for those involved in the war to stop fighting, to be still. The word still is a translation of the Hebrew word rapa, meaning to slacken, let down, or cease. In some instances, the word comes the idea to of uh, to drop, be weak or faint. It connotes two people fighting until someone separates them and makes them drop their weapons. It is only after the fighting has stopped that the warriors can acknowledge their trust in God. Let me say this sentence again. It is only after the fighting has stopped that the warriors can acknowledge their trust in God. Christians often interpret the command to be still as to be quiet in God's presence. While quietly, quietness is certainly helpful, the phrase means to stop frantic activities, to let down and to be still. For God's people being still would involve looking to the Lord for their health. And for God's enemies being still would mean ceasing to, um, to fight a battle they cannot win. Run to God and lay down our weapons and fall into his arms, acknowledging that he is God and that he is exalted in the earth. Be still and know that he is God. So let's get into the word of God. You ready to get into the word of God? I am so ready to get into the word of God. Let's go into Exodus, Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. And I'm going to read Amplifying. Amplifying breaks it down a little bit more. And this is what the word of God says. Then Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Take your stand, be firm and confident and undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For those Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see again. And so Moses was encouraging the Israelites to let them not be afraid of the Egyptians because we got to, and, and let me encourage you today, whatever battle you're going through, do not be afraid, but be still. And I'm talking to myself too. Now, don't, don't get it twisted. They don't think that I don't go through afflictions and storms too, but we got to learn how to be still and know God is God and let God fight our battles as believers. So let me keep going on. And so the people were hostile and despairing, but Moses encouraged them to watch the wonderful way God will rescue them. Moses had a positive attitude. When it looked as if they were trapped, Moses called up on God to intervene. We may not be chased by an army, but we may still feel trapped. Instead of giving in to despair, we should adopt Moses' attitude to stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will bring. Sometimes God's, God leads us the hard way uh, instead of the easy way because he is doing a special work within us. How, um, how, will, we learn, how will we ever learn to lean on him if everything, if everything is so easy? easy enough for us to handle by ourselves. How can we lean on our Heavenly Father if everything be so easy, if he let us figure it all out on our own and let us continue to be independent? No, as believers, when we die to ourselves, when we pick up our cross every day to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, we don't be independent no more like the world's showing us. No, we start being dependent on God. So God wants us to pin down our weapons. He wants us to pin down our fighting. He wants us to pin down all these thinking and how we're going to solve this, how we're going to conquer this. No, 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 no. He wants us to be still and know that he is God. He 
is our deliverer. He is our way maker. He is our provider. He is our shelter. He is the lover of our soul. He is the apple. We are his apple of his ass. And so we got to be still and trust in our God. Oh, my God. Let's calm down. Let's calm down, Natisha. Hold on. Let's keep going on. <laughs> so God lead the children of Israel the long, difficult way, though the wilderness to prepare them for the battles they will face in possessing the promised land. He was concerned that when they saw the enemy, they might run back to Egypt and become enslaved again in their former bondage. God wanted to teach them who he was and that they called up, I mean, that they could depend on him to fight their battles. As God's trying to teach us as his children on this earth to depend upon him for he can fight our battles, not us fighting our battles, not us solving our own problems, not us trying to figure it out. But no, 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 no. For we can depend on him as he fight our battles. And so many of us think that when we enter into our promised land, we will have no more spiritual battles. And that is not true. <laughs> that is not true. After the Israelites crossed the Jordan River and went in to possess the land of the promise, they fought one battle after another. But as they learned to fight in God's strength, under his direction, they won their battles. As we as believers, we got to learn how to fight in God's strength as he helps us and directs us with his Holy Spirit that's lives inside of us, but we can win the battle. See, with our strength, we're going to lose, but with God's strength, we can win because see, it says in his word, with God, all things are possible. With man, it's impossible. So for us as believers, let us just not say the scripture, but let us start applying it to our life and let us start believing what God says and let us start depending on him and casting our curves up on him and asking the Holy Spirit which direction to go. Hmm. Let's keep going on. And so if you know God has asked you to do something, do not back down just because it gets hard. I am a living witness as a, as a minister of the gospel and as a ministry that I have. Yes, in the beginning, it seems easy. But let me tell you something. Sister, just want to tell you something. It gets more harder and it don't look like things are working. But God says in his word, what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe his word? Or are you going to believe your feelings? Are you going to believe your circumstances? See, for me and my house, we're going to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not onto our own understanding. So we're going to trust what God say, regardless of the hard times, regardless of the crying times, regardless of the difficult times, we stand still and believe what God says in regardless of the afflictions from the enemy. Hmm. Let's keep going on. So when things get tough, spend more time with him. Spend more time with God. Lean more on him and receive more grace for him. Realize that grace comes at, at no cost to us. Grace is the power of God working in us and through us to do those things we cannot do. As you face challenges in your life, be aware of the thought that say, I can't do this. It's just too hard. Do not let your mind give up. Satan knows that if he can defeat you in your mind, he can defeat you in your experience. Let me say this sentence again because it's very important. Do not let your mind give up. Satan knows that if he can defeat you in your mind, he can defeat you in your experience. That is why it's so important not to lose heart. And not, and not to grow weary or faint. You can be sure that wherever God leads you, he is able to keep you. He never will allow more to come on you than you can bear. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, the word of God says this. 
No temptations has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And so it's, it's backing up what I just now say. So yeah, it might get, sometimes you might get weak. I get weak sometimes. Sometimes you might be crying. I cry sometimes. I'm telling you, that's what's the purpose of us as brothers and sisters in Christ, to pray for one another, not just for ourselves, but all believers, because we all go through some kind of battle from the enemy. Or maybe some kind of battle in our family. Or maybe some kind of battle that we did that we shouldn't have did. And, and don't remember, this is a fallen world. We are fallen people. So sometimes we mess up and fall short of his glory. And sometimes we just got to go through some hard, difficult times. But remember, 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 God don't put too much on us that we can't bear. So let's keep going on. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. You do not have to live in consistent struggle if you learn to continually lean on him for the strength you need. Let me give you a testimony before we go to the next scripture. I have to ask the Lord because right now, yes, I have a lot of spiritual attack because I do stuff for God. And I'm not boosting about myself, but I'm just talking about the enemy, how he fights against me. So as, as God's children, when we do kingdom work and when we want to do our father's business, we have one enemy, which is Satan. He don't want that to happen. So for me, he afflicts me and I got to stand still and ask God to give me grace. I ask the Holy Spirit to give me strength. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, teach me. I'm praying consistently because I need my father to help me because naturally I'm tired. Naturally, I won't rest. Naturally, I'm so upset. I'm, I'm frustrated, but I can't lean on my natural. I got to lean up on the spirit, which is living inside of me. So he gives me strength each and every day so I can push out what God has put inside of me. As well as you, you can push out what God put inside of you. So these light afflictions that we deal with from the enemy, we got to draw near to our God for he can give us more grace, so he can give us peace, for he can give us joy, for he can fill us up with his Holy Spirit and give us strength to keep fighting the fight of the fight of the good faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He never said in his word that it was going to be easy. He never said that it was going to be easy, but it is possible <laughs> with him. All things are possible through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. So let's keep going on. So in Psalms chapter 37, verse 7, the word of God says this. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not freak when people succeed their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. So the psalmist reveals how the righteous must re react when the unrighteous prosper, in spite of their evil and immoral ways. We must steadfastly persevere in the faith while waiting for God to bring, out, bring about justice and vindicate us. Patience while undergoing trouble or suffering is possible through the help of the Holy Spirit, who assures us that God will reward the righteous and punish the wicked. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. And so since we are called according to his purpose, we know God loves us. And even if the even if the wicked are prospering, remember that our God is still on the throne and God is still in control. And God will, God will make sure the wicked pay what they pay. And remember that he will reward his children. So let us wait on the Lord. Let us be still. So let's get back into the word of God. I'm in Psalms chapter 46, verse 10. And the word of God says this. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nation. I will be exalted in the earth. 
And so the Hebrew here can also be translated, let go, put holding on to things that keep you from exalting God and giving him his proper place in your life. War and destructions are inevitable, but so is God's final victory. At the time, all will stand quietly before the Lord Almighty. How proper them, how, um, how proper then for us to be still now reverently honoring him and his power and majesty, taking time each day to be still and exalt our God, our heavenly father, we exalt him. So let's get back into the word of God. Let's go into Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, and then I'm going to read down to verse um, 28 and 30 through 30. So Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, and the word of God says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God will give you the power and strength you need to serve him. In this passage, Jesus is saying that he is good and his system is good, not burdensome or difficult. Religious rules and regulations can be harsh and pressing, and you can easily get overburdened if you do not know how to do everything you feel is expected of you. But Jesus is saying here, I am not that way. My ways are not like that. They are not hard or harsh, sharp and pressing only, um, um, but I'm sorry, but they are comfortable, gracious and pleasant. God not only tells us that what to do, he gives us the strength and wisdom to do it. And so a yoke is a heavy wooden harness that fits over the shoulders of an ox or oxen. It is attached to a piece of equipment that oxen are to pull. A person may be carrying heavy burdens of sin, excessive demands of religious leaders, or oppression and persecution of weariness in search of God, a search for God. Jesus frees people from all these burdens. The rest that Jesus promises is love, healing, peace with God, not the end of all labors. A relationship with God changes meaninglessly, worsome toil into spiritual productively. In what sense was Jesus' yoke easy? The yoke emphasizes that the challenges work and difficulties of partner with Christ in life. Responsibilities weigh us down, even the fact of staying true to God. But Jesus' yoke remains easy to compare to the crushing um, alternator. Jesus doesn't offer a life of luxuries, ease. The yoke is still an oxen tool for working hard, but it's sure yoke with a weight falling on a bigger shoulder than ours. Someone with more pulling power is up front helping. Suddenly we are participating in life's responsibilities with a great partner and now their frown can turn into a smile and a grip into a song. And so when we give it to the Lord Jesus Christ and we give it to give him our yoke and he takes our yoke and we get his yoke, he make our yoke more lighter and he takes our problems and our yoke upon him because he has more bigger shoulders that he can fight our battles. So let me wrap it up. Let's go into Mark chapter four. And I want to read verse 39. The word of God says this. He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. The wind, then the wind died down and it was completely calm. When Jesus and the disciples were crossing the lake in a storm arose, the disciples panicked. But the storm, I mean, yeah, but sorry. When Jesus and the disciples were crossing the lake in a storm arose, the disciples panicked. But Jesus was able to stand up in the boat and rebuke the storm. You cannot rebuke the storms in your life if you have a storm on the inside of you. 
Let me say the sentence again. You cannot rebuke a storm in your life if you have a storm going on inside of yourself. But when Jesus spoke out of his reservoir of peace for the wind and waves to be still, immediately they was calm. At times like those, we, when it looks like the boat is sinking with us in it, we must use our faith. Jesus simply wanted his disciples to believe him. He said, let us go to the other side. He expected them to believe that if he said, it would happen. But like us, they were afraid. Jesus called the storm, but he rebuked the disciples for their lack of faith. It is vital for us as Christians to our future that we grow in our faith, which shows confidence and trust in God. We must learn to conquer our fears, press on to the other side. We must also learn to have peace and joy in the midst of the storm. Not only has it passed, I mean, not only when it has passed. So listen, my brothers and sisters, learn how to be still and trust in God in the difficulties. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you. Bye.